Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Welcome, beautiful spirits. Thank you for joining me here today. Today, the title is called Rich in Every Way. It's about an abundance mindset. And this is not just about money, although that's part of it. First, let me ask you, how's your life? Do you feel rich in every way? (laughs) Don't worry, most people don't. Because rich implies having an abundance, more than enough to gratify, well, normal needs or desires. If you're spiritual or religious person, you may believe in prosperity and abundance in all areas of your life, but somehow the word rich doesn't seem to sound as spiritual. And it could even, well, it could even imply maybe materialistic or greedy to you. Some people even feel that spiritual people shouldn't be rich. And of course, vows of poverty are well known for that. But not just about money. I say personally that spiritual beings deserve every wonderful thing, every wonderful thing, and it includes an abundance in every shape and form. So this show is based on a workshop that I have done, and and I continue to do, entitled Rich in Every Way. Title of the show, right? And usually, like I said, we only think of the word rich in regards to finance. Today, we're talking about more than that. So before we go any further, if you're in a safe location, I want you to close your eyes just for a moment, just to get a gut feeling. It's not going to be a meditation. I just want you to breathe and focus just for a moment. And I want to ask you a question. Would you like to be rich in every way? Would you like to be rich in every way? How does that feel? Do you feel uncomfortable? Get guilty because you'd like to be? Do you think, yeah, go for it? Or maybe you feel like, oh, I wish that was true. Ponder for a moment what your response is. There is no right or wrong answer or anything. And then open your eyes when you know how you felt. I mean, Really, what is it about the word rich? It makes us, sometimes it gives us these odd feelings about, oh, I don't know. So today I want to help you look at that word from a different perspective. You may think it's just semantics and rich and abundance and prosperity maybe are all synonyms. But honestly, if you stumble over the word rich at all, there's at least a little bit of fear or negativity or a a limiting belief that's holding you back from having an abundant life being rich in every way. The goal is to help you change your mindset today just a tiny little bit, or maybe a lot, and maybe even to release this limiting belief you may have partially, or maybe even totally, if you have something that's holding you back. The plan today is to look at different ways to be rich. And I'm going to talk about the five-legged chair, which you'll learn about in a minute. I'm going to talk about life balance, squeaky wheel, Looking at two different limiting beliefs that hold you back, or two possible ones, I should say, and a kind of meditation to help loosen and maybe even shift one of those beliefs. And then lastly, we're going to look at five ways to shift your focus and and up your vibration so that you allow yourself to actually deserve this being richer in every way. So first, I'm going to talk about something a little odd. It's called the five-legged chair. 
which is what I call it, because when I was, well, quite a bit younger and I had a really, really old office chair at my office, it had that crossbar at the bottom. It was a rolling chair, but you know, the crossbar made out of wood and it had the casters in the four corners. But if you reach for something in one of those chairs and you reach a little too far and that little leg isn't directly underneath you, you're in the space between and all of a sudden you may be on the floor because all of a sudden you tip over and you go bang. And every once in a while that would happen and my boss would go, are you okay out there? And I go, yeah, it's just it's the stupid chair again. So as soon as they became available, I ended up with a different kind of chair, one that had five legs because it Instead of a crossbar, it was made of plastic, so it had the five wheels. And you really had a lot of, you had to try really hard to be able to tip that one over. So you were had more balance in this new chair. So just like your life, your life can be imbalanced in one area of your life, then you're going to end up falling. Your life is not going to be working for you. The five legs of the chair, I consider pillars for your life. Now, obviously, there's one, there's rich in money, right? to be rich in every way. There's a lot of different options, but I'm just going to go with five right now. When I talk about money and I say rich in money, I'm talking about assets like maybe a lawyer would categorize that you can put a valuation on. So we're talking about cash, obviously, money in the bank. Maybe you own stock or securities, bonds. Maybe you own real estate, you own your home, you own your car. If you have a collection of something that has a value that you can put on and not like you're maybe a CD or something, unless it's valuable, a collector's item. It would be more, we're thinking about any investments, property that you own, anything like that, as well as the cash in your hand. That's all about being rich in money. We all want to feel secure in that, don't we? We all want to feel like we have enough in that area or that we have an abundance so that we can share with others maybe. We can send our kids to the schools we want to send them to. We can give to our church. We can do things that we want to do because we don't need to be concerned. That area of your life is balanced. That's what you want. Of course, you also want to be rich in health and your wellness. And being well has to do with at least at a minimum being disease-free and pain-free. But really, we want to be fit and be fabulous, feel wonderful physically, emotionally, mentally. We want to do anything we can to feel that way. And because we feel that way, we think we're good. Everything's good about us. And when I was thinking about this show and when I originally was working on the workshop, I still remember, and I don't know how old you are or if you watch reruns, but in Happy Days, Richie Cunningham and the Cunninghams and Fonzie, he was really well known for Fonzie. He was the greaser of the group. And he went in and he would walk up to a mirror and he'd have a comb in his hand and he'd be get ready to comb his hair and he'd stop halfway through and go, Hey, he didn't say A, he usually said nothing, but his hands went out like, hey, I look perfect. I don't need to do anything. And then he'd walk off. And that's what I mean by being rich in health and wellness. You want to be able to look at yourself and go, yeah, I feel really good about me. Third spoke or wheel of the chair would be being rich in your career, being rich in what you do so that it's not just that you make money from it but that you love what you do. So it kind of feeds us. It feeds who we are and what we do. So it frees us instead of drains us. So if you're retired and you don't have a career now, it may be what you do for your volunteer work or what happens in your life that way. We have rich in money, rich in health and wellness, rich in career. 
A fourth one would be rich in relationships. And that would include your spouse, your children, family, friends, neighbors, work relationships, anybody you meet outside, being rich with the kind of people that you surround yourself with, enjoying these relationships and feeling like you're complete because you have them. They're so good. And the fifth one's a little more unusual. It's about being rich in time, your time management, your freedom to do all the things that you love to do, to do vacations without guilt, to go for a walk, take a bubble bath, read a novel, have popcorn and do a jigsaw puzzle and watch a movie. Okay, some of those are mine, but you get the idea. Things that are not scheduled or things you do schedule that you want to enjoy, like the vacation, but you don't overschedule yourself so much that you don't have this time freedom. And there are, of course, lots of other spokes that you can have in your life wheel. But these five are what I look at as my main ones because you need a balance. You need a balance so you have All of those things, like the chair, you don't want to fall over and constantly think about yourself being on the floor. You want to be able to think of yourself and what your goals are. You want to feel like you're not juggling the things that aren't working to the detriment of the rest of your life. Most areas of your life may feel really good, but you may have one bad area that kind of squeaks a little that makes you pay attention to it. But each part of your life is hopefully working And that's what you want to have happen. You want to feel when they're working at peace, happiness, joy. And yes, we want to feel richer and abundant. And we may feel, my life is going great now. I'm doing wonderful. And I'm feeling absolutely amazing. But you might think, how the heck did I get here? And if you're thinking that, then I can help you. Plus, if you dart there, if you don't know how you're getting there, You might wonder, how do I get to this place of balance and joy? Well, one thing we do, I'll talk about the squeaky wheel. We might be going along absolutely great, feeling wonderful, feeling rich, well, and all of a sudden, something hits you, right? I mean, it just happens. Whether you have disease that shows up or pain in your body, we get a call to our boss's office or someone yells at us, or maybe even somebody asks for divorce or God forbid somebody dies, something happens. And we pay attention to what isn't working. That squeaky wheel. We know where the main imbalance seems to be. One thing isn't working. It might be your health, your love life, your job, whatever it may be. We know what it is. But first, if we only focus on that imbalance and what isn't working, the law of attraction says we will get more of the same. So if we complain, if we talk about the problem, We focus constantly on the squeaky wheel and we tell everybody, oh my God, I can't believe what happened. This is awful. Oh my God, feel sorry for me, which sometimes we do. We get the opposite of what we want because what we want is not more squeaky wheels, right? We want less than that. So what we want is to focus on different than that. We don't want to focus on the squeaky wheel because if you focus on someone being mean or critical, we'll get more of the same. If we focus on the part of our job we don't like, we'll get more in that area, more stress, more problem. And the second thing is that the squeaky wheel may not actually be what needs to be fixed. It may be the symptom of what's happening and not the cause of the problem. Lots of people, I have to tell you, can see what's happening on the outside and with other people, but they can't see themselves. So maybe you are looking at what you're doing 
and you're looking at where you're at, right? You're looking at someone and they have this horrible person in their life, this relationship that you think, oh my God, dump the guy, dump the girl. She's horrible for you. Or maybe the job is awful. Dump the person. Don't worry about it. What's happening there is you can see what's going on. You see, there's that squeaky wheel, dump the person. And then they dump them and you go, yay, this is great. Oh my God. And then they get another relationship and it's the same kind of squeaky wheel. It looks like the same relationship. And you're going, wait a minute, they dumped the person. Why do they have another one like it? But maybe the cause of the squeaky wheel is our self-confidence. Maybe it has to do with knowing that you're good enough or smart enough to have someone that's better for you in your life or to have a job where you're treated better. And so what you need to adjust isn't the squeaky wheel itself. And maybe you need to adjust that, but you need to adjust what's underneath that. What is the cause? What do we focus on first? If we don't focus on the squeaky wheel, what do we do? Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my divorce and how I got to learn this lesson. I was in the middle of my divorce and I started reevaluating my life. Okay, I made the mistake. I think it was a mistake. What was a lesson? I was starting with what wasn't working. I was looking at those squeaky wheels. And if you're at a low point in your life, that can be really depressing. I mean, I wasn't going to have a husband, which felt like a failure. My job was okay, but I didn't feel like I was making a difference. My home life was not so good because we shared the house during the divorce. We didn't have any kids, but for six months we were sharing the house. Wasn't so great. Finances were, of course, a little messed up because it's a divorce, which you can do it to somebody. So those squeaky wheels can get really loud. And if you're only focusing on those, you can get in and that's a good, kind of depressing. But when I started working with a life coach and looked at what was rich in my life, my friends were amazing then. My sister, my health was perfect. It was no problem. And my spiritual life was growing by leaps and bounds, as well as, of course, my learning about who I was, my personal development was really growing richly. I learned from experience to look at the areas that I did feel rich on first. Otherwise, I totally beat myself up and I was going into a downward cycle. So be aware to look at what does work first. So if we look at different areas of our life and see what is working first, then pat yourself on the back. Things are working. You're doing well. Look at those parts of your life. But we don't do that very often, do we? I mean, look at your job or your significant other, your children. What is going well with you? And then once you look at that, look at the layer underneath that and see why is it working? What is it about these things that work? Why is your maybe love life in such a great shape? Why do you love this person and why is it working so well? Go as deeply as you can. Write down what you find. Because then as you find different areas of your life, you might find a pattern in how and why these things work. Because after that, you can look at that squeaky wheel and you can see, oh, I needed, maybe in the relationship, you feel listened to and appreciated in your love life. But in your job, because your boss doesn't listen to you or appreciate you, maybe that's why your job isn't working. If you can do that, then you can go ahead and really see what is missing in your life and what you need to do to get from here to there. When you look at your life and you look at those five spokes of the wheel that I was talking about, your health, money issues, relationships, career, and your time, what one area is the squeakiest right now? What area is it 
that you like to work on the most. Because I want you to make that choice because that's one of those things that we're going to look at in the meditation in a bit. I also want you to realize that you don't have to shift 20% to change your life. You can shift a quarter of a percent. You can shift less than that. Because if you're moving along and all of a sudden you're slightly different, you're slightly different, more and more you're going to be on the path you want to do. So even making tiny, minute adjustments will get you on course to where you want to be. I want to talk now about the two beliefs that hold us back. Not only two hold us back, of course, but my clients seem to have two that come up the most regarding feeling deserving and feeling worthy in order to be rich in every way, to have that wonderful life, that limitless life. When people don't feel like they deserve something or they don't feel like they're worthy, I know they sound alike, and they may be, but they may also impact us individually totally differently. If you say, I don't deserve fill in the blank, I don't deserve to have a love life. I don't deserve to have the job I wanted. Do you think, oh my God, yeah, that that hurts. I I get it. That's not it. Or do you go, yeah, no, that's not me. Neither of these may be you, but both of them could be, or one. Deserving was the one that hit me. Being worthy didn't. I felt worthy. If I did enough to be deserving, I was worthy. It was interesting how I felt different when I said, I'm not worthy. And I go, yes, I am. Or I'd say, I don't deserve that. And I go, yeah, I know I don't. So feel how those feel to you so you can really feel which one is yours. But let me describe them a little bit more and tell you more about them so you can kind of get even a better idea. To deserve something kind of means that a person should rightly receive something good or maybe receive something bad because of the actions or the character of that person. And sometimes people use the phrase, he got what he deserved. And it's a negative thing, right? But they also say, wow, she's great. She really deserved to have that. She deserved to meet that perfect person for her life. She deserved that job. She's worked so hard to get there. You might feel you haven't spent enough time or enough effort to get something. You might feel you don't deserve it yet. Also, maybe you might say that you're not good enough to do something. You're not smart enough. Maybe you feel you're not attractive enough to date the supermodel or the the billionaire. Maybe you feel like you haven't had enough education for whatever job you're going for. So maybe you don't feel you deserve that feeling of richness or boundless money or love or that job you've always wanted. You haven't done enough to receive it. Does this feel familiar to you? If not, maybe yours is the I'm not worthy, or maybe it's both. Worthiness means having or showing the qualities or abilities that merit recognition. So maybe you don't feel you have enough of the qualities or character traits or the abilities or even knowledge to be worthy of a promotion, of an award. You're not worthy of a specific job or of a specific kind of loving relationship. Or maybe you don't feel worthy of being a parent because you didn't have a good parent and you don't know what a good parent looks like and you don't think you'd be good at it. So these two are very similar, but one may feel fine, like I said, and the other one may hit you like a ton of bricks. Now I want you to close your eyes if it's safe, and I want you to say to yourself, I don't deserve love, or I don't deserve lots of money, or I don't deserve that great job I want. Check in with yourself. Do you feel anything in your body? Do you feel a pain or a pressure? Do you get emotions or thoughts about it? 
do you have a resistance that comes up that says, I am so. I am so deserving. I deserve it. I do too. What do you feel? If you just get a gentle, no, that's okay. It's not me. That's when it's not yours. That resistance that comes up is you fighting feeling that way. So you still have somewhere deep, I don't deserve it in you. Something you can work on. But you have to realize you're having resistance. Because if you have a, no, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't to anything, you're resisting it. You're resisting the possibility and you're resisting out of fear what actually may be your truth that you just don't want to look at. And that's okay. But when you're ready to look at it, first you need to let go of that resistance. Then the next one is, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of having money. I'm not worthy of that great job. I'm not worthy of being a parent. What about this one? How does this one feel to you? Do you feel that area in your body that goes, oh, yeah, that's that's me. That's I don't feel good enough for this. If you can use the word or you can substitute, I'm not enough for your feelings, one or both of these are limiting beliefs you're dealing with. So you can impact one area or multiple areas of your life if you shift the belief. But which one do you want to work on? Which area of your life? So make that decision now, and you might want to kind of pull it down in deeper into it. So you, well, if it's relationship, is it your love life? Is it your relationship with your children? Where is it that you want to deal? So find a specific. If it's your career, is it your relationship with your boss? Is it just the fact you hate your career and it's not going well? Is there a piece that you can work on right now? Whatever that is, choose that area and realize that the building blocks are here for the meditation. Do you want to have the I'm not good enough with the I'm not deserving or the I'm not worthy? That's one of those that you can choose. I want to make this meditation tailor-made as much as I can for you. And then of those five areas of your life, where do you need more richness and more help? Where's that squeaky wheel? Which one? Pick the area and focus in, like I said. And then let's get ready for that meditation. So if you can sit down, if you aren't already, and if you can close your eyes, I'll go ahead and count you into the meditation. And this will be a little longer than some of the other ones because I want you to be able to really get deep into this. So take a breath. And you're at one. Pulling in whatever you're feeling from the day and letting it release for the moment. Two. Feeling that peace start to pull over you. Feeling it start to go through your body and release any tightness, any worry. Three, allowing yourself to feel safe and calm. Feeling at peace. Four, allowing your highest good to come in, to work through you, to help you be all you want to be. And five, feeling relaxed and ready to move into this next session. And you see a great glass elevator in front of you, kind of like one from Willy Wonka that can go in any direction. So step into the elevator and program it for that area of your life you want to go. There are buttons there. Just push the button and allow it to whiz you off into whatever area of your life that you want to change. And when the elevator stops, look out as the doors open. You can see fog in front of you. And behind it, you can see that area of your life the way you've always wanted it to be. 
your perfect vision for that area of your life. The fog in front of you is what's holding you back. It's that I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. It's the fear. How thick is it? What does it look like? Breathe in your peace and command the fog that I'm not worthy, that I'm not deserving to lighten up and to start dissipating. Feel it growing and glowing and lightening up and tell it, I am worthy. I am deserving of life that I want. I command it from the depths of your being. And watch the fog start to lighten and clear at least a little bit as you do that. And then feel it again. Command it again. I am worthy. I am deserving of every wonderful thing. And watch that fog lighten some more as your subconscious mind starts allowing this to be your truth. Step into this vision as you can get through that fog. And as you walk through the fog, allow it to clear even more and not stick to you. Allow the peace of where you are to clear that fog. And see that best vision of your area of your life. See that truth of who you are as being wonderful person that you and your being can have whatever you want. And before you totally stepped into the vision, scan your body. Is there any other unworthiness or not deserving fears left in your being? Disintegrate it. Disavow it. Allow it to lighten up and dissipate if there's any fog left. And then, as you let it go, feel freer and lighter and see that vision forming easily for that area of your life. See it clearer. Step into that vision. Step into it and allow it to soak into your being, knowing you are enough to have what you want, knowing you are deserving of every wonderful thing in this new vision, knowing that you are worthy of whatever good will come from this. And as you breathe it in, feeling safe, knowing that this can be your new normal, knowing that this can and will impact your life, knowing that this vision is clear and this life can now be yours and is becoming yours as we speak. Breathe again and notice that the vision is clear. It is real to you and that the elevator is now open behind you again. Allow your subconscious to continue to release after this meditation any further undeserving or unworthiness that you may feel so that you can be rich in every way in this area of your life and in any others that you want. Step into the elevator and you don't even need to press the button anymore. The doors will shut, but you carry this vision and this reality now of this area of your life with you as it starts shifting and changing for you when you come back. So five, knowing and feeling lighter. Four, still feeling at peace and safe and having a knowingness that this will impact your life in the best possible way. Three, coming more into your body, feeling better and better. Two, feeling and knowing that you do deserve every wonderful thing, and that you are worthy of having it. 
and one, wide awake, alert, and ready to go. How do you feel now? How do you feel lighter and brighter? Maybe you have hope. Maybe you feel like you can do it. You can get out there and and make it happen. How thick was your fog? And what did it look like? And how did it clear? Did it clear a lot? Did it clear a little? What happened and what did it feel like to you? Make sure when you're looking at it that you can see that vision too. You may want to write it down. What did it look like, this vision? How did you deal with this when it came up? Please go back and listen to this again if you need to, because you're going to have some other stuff that will pop up after you release the first layer of things. Sometimes you get rid of everything, and sometimes there's some more stuff. There's past stuff. There's past life stuff. There's stuff that isn't quite ready to be released. So make sure that you give yourself that break. You give yourself that love to realize that as the vision may be coming true, you may be shifting just a bit as well. You will change and morph a little bit as you go along. As you indeed change and as just even that tiny little percent, you may have changed. Even if you only released some of the not deserving or some of the not worthy, don't be surprised if your life starts shifting even a little bit. It may be the smallest thing. It may be an idea that you get. It could be somebody that shows up in your life that wasn't there before. It could be an opportunity that presents itself that you hadn't seen or considered before. It could be that you see even opportunities that you didn't see before as opportunities because even though they were there, they aren't new. You didn't think you were worthy of it, so you didn't step into that possibility. I want to talk about the five ways that you can shift your focus so you can raise your vibration. When you raise your vibration up above the not deserving, up above the unworthiness, and you lift your life and your beingness up, you'll have a more limitless life and you'll be able to feel like you can be rich in every way. You want to let go of that heavier feelings, the pain, the fear, the guilt, all those things, that the anger that hold you back from being in a lighter vibration. And the lighter vibrations are the joy and the feeling just grateful for things, feeling peaceful, hopeful. All those things the scientists approved are a lighter vibration. Thank God scientists finally figured those things out because otherwise metaphysical people were just going, yeah, no, I know, but I don't know how I know. We just know. So the first way to shift your focus is, of course, a guided meditation like we just did, a guided visualization, because it gets deep into your subconscious and it can help your mind shift you. It can help that subconscious kind of look at those old limiting beliefs or fears, and you can really start working with those. It may seem like you're just imagining things when you're being led through all sorts of interesting, wild and wacky things, depending on the person leading you. But honestly, if you do the work, you're going to see a difference. And it's really surprising how your life can look richer by just working on your subconscious mind and those beliefs that we hold on to. I do have quite a few of them, which I mentioned earlier in my uh, YouTube channel. They are but some of the first ones I did. I haven't done them for a while, so they might be a little more uh, buried. When you go into YouTube, if you're interested, go to my channel or go to Carol Deshane. There is a lady there that has interesting music that isn't me. 
but you'll find the joy corner there and all of mine or most of mine have a little blue thumbnail with my picture on it. And when you look at that and you also include the search for either guided visualizations or guided meditations, a bunch of them will come up and they're specifically targeted. So you can try some of those and see if those, and of course those are free, to see if they'll help you and which ones call to you if you need something like that. That's one way. Another way to shift your focus is to use a movement that aligns your spirit with your body. So of course, yoga is the first thing that comes to mind. But Pilates also seems to be something that's similar. But any kind of movement, it could be jogging. It could, well, I don't know if people jog anymore. Now they call it running. It could be working out. Whatever helps your body align with your spirit and your emotions and shifts you higher, that's something you can use. Of course, you can also go to a life coach, which is what I did, which I'm not sure I mentioned. When I was going through some things, I went to a life coach and she helped me raise my vibration. She helped me see the grateful things to be grateful for and to really work on getting results. It'll help you shift your mindset so that you can get a life that's richer. But make sure when you find a coach, whether it's me or whoever it may be, that you find one whose energy feels good to you because you want to make sure that it feels right. And there are some who specialize in what you want to work on, but some of us are a little more global because I find that even when I try and specialize, my clients always want to work on the whole person. So even if they come to me for money or they come to me for an intuitive thing, they want to work on other things too. So therefore I end up working on all the different things, even though I might specialize in people going through change and people shifting their life. It's all over the map because also a life coach can help you release those limiting beliefs and fears and focus on what you do want and give you help you find that step-by-step -step approach so that you can really connect with them, that you have someone that you can account to, to have an accountability partner, so that when you want to make changes, you don't just kind of float along and get around to it when you get around to it. You kind of have to check in with them to make sure you kind of done your homework. And that's kind of somebody, some people are more better needing that and other people don't need it as much. I'm someone that does. So I always really appreciated having a coach. And I am there to, to help the person be as accountable as they want to be. I don't push that on them, but I'm someone says, how do you want me to help you be, to hold yourself accountable for it? The fourth thing you can do, another way, is to do straight out energy work that helps you raise your vibration, to sort of do it more directly rather than going around about doing it. There are lots of different types of energy you can use. You can use things like Reiki or EFT tapping. I did a lot when I was going through the mind of a divorce. It was miraculous for me at the time. I currently use Marconics, which really raises people's energies quite high. So you have to be comfortable with that kind of energy if you work with me. Only when I do the Marconics with the person, of course. But whoever you work with, again, make sure you're comfortable with the person, that you like their energy. And also that if the energy doesn't feel right, that's either their energy or the type of energy you're working with. If, you, if EFT doesn't work for you, you want to try something else, you might try Reiki or Marconics or one of the other types. Then at that point, you go, no, this isn't right now, this doesn't feel right. Keep trying because there are different ones that will help you feel higher and brighter and lighter. And the fifth one I want to point out for you is that you can find people of like mind, the people with that rich mindset and hang out with them. There are so many people who whine and complain who are having a problem with life and they don't want to get better. Well, they might want it, but they whine about it. 
They don't actually do anything about it. They are out there making a difference for themselves. They don't shift and change. And if you want to grow that mindset and shift to a richer mindset so that you know you can be and have and do all that you want and have a more limitless life, find and search those people out. You not only could go to Facebook groups, you can go to meetups if you have them in your area. You can listen to different podcasts and radio shows until you find those people that you connect with. And you can even look into Hay House because Hay House has so many different programs, audio programs that you can, and video programs, all sorts of stuff that you can purchase. Some of them are free that you can go in. You can really connect and see who you connect with of their authors. I know Dr. Joe Dispenza just had three free uh, audio so you could see if you liked him so that then you could purchase something if you wanted to. And they always have that at the end, of course. That gives you an idea of who you're comfortable with. If you like what they say, if you go, oh my God, I haven't thought of that this way, or this may change my life. Those are the people you want to learn from, the people you want to kind of hang out with, whether in person or listening to. The higher the vibration, the more things will shift and the more you can be aware of new possibilities. So remember that you can have a richer life. Remember that your life, when it's out of balance, that's when things aren't working. If it's out of balance, it's going to hurt all of your life because you're going to be paying attention to what isn't working. That squeaky wheel is going to be yelling and screaming at you and you're going to be doing that instead of paying attention to what is working in your life. If you look at what is working in your life and you figure out why, why is it working? First say, yay, I'm good. I got something working in my life. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. I did a great job. And then figure out why it's working. Is it working because you get more respect with this person? Is it working because you find joy in what you're doing? Why do you find joy? What is it about it? Find those whys so that then if you find patterns, you'll see what is working and you can compare that to what isn't working in the squeaky wheel areas and maybe what's lacking and what you need to kind of put in there to give it a shot in the arm to make the squeaky wheel, give it oil, you know, stop it squeaking. The more you neutralize those squeaky wheels, the more balance you'll have in your life. And the more you'll feel rich in every way, the better you'll feel. And as you release your old mindset and your fears and limiting beliefs, new possibilities are going to open up. New ideas or people will show up that'll help you move forward. And when that happens, embrace it, but be aware of it. And then do something. Make sure you do something and you don't just assume it's going to work without it. Even if you only veer off your path a tiny bit, you're going to start reaching the kind of life you want more and more. You can do the same thing over and over again for a week, a month, or a year. But when you do that, you're going to be the same. Nothing will change. And that's fine if that's what you want. But if you want a little different, you want to change your perspective even a tiny bit, your life can be better for it. So I hope this has changed your perspective a little bit today. And when you say, I'm willing to be rich in every way. You feel like, yes, I am willing. I'd like that. This is a good thing for me. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. 
And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.